Hey everyone, this is Andrea, your host on the Counseling Conversations podcast. If you're a regular listener, welcome back to episode 24 and glad to have you back. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the podcast and so glad you could join us today. Whether you're driving in the car, doing the laundry or you're at work, Thank you for being here today, everyone, and joining us in this conversation as we talk about weak and rigid boundaries. So what does a weak boundary look like? If you find yourself saying yes when you really mean no, or you find yourself being worn out because of the demands of others, or you find yourself in uncomfortable situations where you can't figure a way out, you might be showing signs of having weak boundaries. And what does a rigid boundary look like? If you find yourself often quick to cut people off when they hurt you, or you're very protective over your personal information, or perhaps you resist requesting for help, or maybe you find it hard to make exceptions once you have made a fixed rule for yourself. Well, with this, you might be showing signs of having rigid boundaries. Sometimes, and for most of us, we find ourselves being confident in our boundaries for certain situations, such as in the workplace. However, when it comes to, say, interactions with family members or romantic partners, our boundaries can tend to become weak or rigid, and it may be difficult to respond to interactions or situations in a healthy way. Some individuals may have a mixture of these boundary types as well. I'd say that I have experienced in my personal life a mixture of these boundary types, and out of the two types, For me, I have noticed having weak boundaries more often than rigid boundaries. I wonder what it might be like for you in your interactions with your colleagues, your family members, your friends, your children, or your loved ones. For me personally, I usually know in my mind what a healthy boundary or healthy response would be in a given situation. However, very often when the challenging event occurs, I don't often act fast or quick enough. Sometimes it catches me by surprise, especially when I am minding my own business and not expecting a boundary invasion to occur. I find myself feeling uncomfortable or anxious, however, not knowing what the right thing to do or say is at that very time. This isn't abnormal and I wanted to put it out there that this is totally okay And it is totally okay if you take a few hours or even several days to work out what the best solution is for yourself when when you're first practicing boundaries. Even if the event may have passed, you have every right to rectify or communicate your boundary at a later time, even if that communication is to yourself. Don't forget that informing someone else that you'll need some time to think about it before making a decision is totally okay. It's probably a good thing to do that. The good news as well is that boundary setting becomes more automatic over time and I found for myself that this delay in responding with a healthy boundary isn't as much of a barrier now. The truth is, if we want to take control of our lives and take ownership for our choices and actions and if we want to be able to navigate through difficult events while staying connected, clear-headed and confident, knowing where the gaps or weaknesses for yourself are can really help you begin this journey. 
So when we're talking about weak boundaries today, we're pretty much referring to boundaries that don't provide enough protection and separation. Have you ever found yourself frequently overscheduled, busy, or constantly exhausted? Sometimes, for a lot of us, saying yes to things without really considering our own needs first can happen more often than we think. Sometimes we haven't properly considered whether these things we're saying yes to are things we can handle, things that we have the time or the finances or mental or physical energy for. Perhaps you find yourself being over-involved with other people's problems, or you find yourself not speaking up when you're being mistreated which is another sign of a weak boundary. Someone who has weak or unhealthy boundaries will have trouble recognizing abuse, disrespect, manipulation, and other forms of being taken advantage of. On the other hand, they may realize it. However, they perhaps might not believe that they can do anything about it and don't wish to do anything about it. This is also a sign of a weak boundary and a sign that the person is not taking care of themselves for whatever reason that is. Someone with healthy boundaries will often notice abuse, disrespect, manipulation, gaslighting, or controlling behaviors and won't tolerate it. A lot of the time, it is fear that prevents us from setting boundaries. If we set a boundary, it might mean the loss of a relationship, the loss of a job, the loss of attention or affection, We might fear being shut out or fear being alone. We might fear rejection, disapproval and conflict. Fear of hurting other people's feelings is common for those with weaker boundaries as well. These worries and fears make it harder to identify our needs and voice our boundaries. And it may seem like the safer option to remain passive and go along with the demands of others. When we do this, we think that we're keeping them happy and we get to avoid uncomfortable feelings or perhaps feeling guilty. In reality, We're sending ourselves the messages that our needs are unimportant and we're just straight up not being true to ourselves. When you begin setting healthy boundaries with the intention of protecting and preserving yourself, you will discover that people will not be as offended by your boundaries as you imagined. You'll notice that you'll gain more energy and strength to invest into things that matter. And for those individuals who don't honor your boundaries and aren't able to handle them, well, they'll eventually and naturally fall off or find someone else whose boundaries they can invade. Another red flag that you might notice in someone with weak boundaries or yourself is accepting blame for things that you can't or couldn't control. Having a healthy boundary means that you are clear that you are responsible for your own actions, thoughts, and feelings, and not for other people's behaviors or choices. If you have weak boundaries, you're more likely to accept responsibilities that aren't yours because you don't know where your responsibilities end and where someone else's begins. For example, someone with weak boundaries might take responsibility for their partner's bad mood or perhaps their mother's depression and even try and fix it. So moving on to rigid boundaries and whilst the word rigid is pretty self-explanatory, we're referring here to boundaries that are pretty much black or white, all or nothing, fixed rules, And there is an element here of not trusting yourself or not trusting that you'll be safe in situations out there. 
For example, you might be quick to cut people out of your life if they hurt you by telling them goodbye, blocking them, or ghosting them. You don't really believe in finding a compromise or working things out. If someone hurts you, you're not interested in finding a way through it. You are simply done. If you have rigid boundaries, you might find yourself setting fixed rules and not being flexible. You might create too much space between yourself and situations. It might feel safe somewhat, but it keeps things and people out of your life so much so that you become pretty much isolated and disconnected. For example, you might have found yourself unhappy from working at a particular workplace, so you end up never working again in that same industry. Even though there were other avenues within the same field that perhaps you didn't look into, and maybe working part time or with a different set of colleagues may have alleviated some of your concerns. Or perhaps you find yourself setting rigid boundaries with your children or your loved ones. With rigid boundaries, you might also find yourself struggling to trust people and you're reluctant to share things that are personal about yourself. You might not allow yourself to be vulnerable or flexible with how much information that you share. This would create very superficial, meaningless, or distant relationships. So, personally, I've had to also decide for myself what feels right and what doesn't. Sometimes it can be hard without anyone telling you what is right or wrong, but I've learned that there isn't necessarily a right or wrong in any given situation. Let's take, for example, online selling through platforms. Like Facebook Marketplace. It's a very popular choice with people of all ages selling their new or old items, but it comes with its challenges and setbacks. We do hear from time to time of scams happening, and I've been on the receiving end of some dodgy buyers and some very disrespectful interactions. I decided that rather than not using Facebook Marketplace at all, I would weigh the situation out by assessing a few things. First, I assess the person's ability to communicate via the message system, see whether they're responsive and polite, then find out if they have anything suspicious on their profiles. Because as we all know, scammers think that placing pictures of puppy dogs or babies on their profile will disguise their identities. I then communicate straight up. That if they're interested in purchasing the item, I will require the bank transfer and receipt evidence before collection. Or if they struggle with online transactions, then the exact cash will need to be given on collection. When they ask for my location, I don't provide it. And I'll only provide it when they let me know that they're on their way to my location on the day of the pickup. I also have a boundary that I do not meet face to face with any buyer unless there are genuine extenuating circumstances. Throughout all the years of online selling, this arrangement has made me feel the least threatened. There is always that risk that the person could be a scammer, and it also does mean that not all buyers will find this appealing. If the buyer has issues with this arrangement or they even become angry, I let myself know that it's okay that I have this boundary in place. It's okay not to sell my item to this buyer, and that I can let them have their reaction and I can let them go. With this boundary that I have in place, I feel safe enough to keep selling my items online. Healthy boundaries are flexible, meaning that they can be adjusted and they can be loosened up when it's safe to do so. 
They also can be tightened up when it's necessary. Say, for example, you're in the early stages of a work relationship with a colleague. You may need to have firm boundaries about what you say, the jokes that you make, and how much personal information you give. However, as time goes on and you feel appreciated, accepted, or validated perhaps, you might be able to loosen some of your boundaries and allow yourself to form a meaningful relationship. If circumstances change or it becomes clear to you at some point that this work relationship isn't quite safe or what you thought it would be, you might then decide to create some distance, reduce the amount of time spent with a person at work and perhaps share less personal information with them. You might decide to have a surface level relationship with them and discuss topics that are solely related to work tasks. And this is totally okay. It might be hard to know when it's safe to loosen up or adjust your boundaries, especially if you have a history of trauma or difficult past experiences. A good starting point is whenever you recognize that your boundaries are either weak or rigid, acknowledge them and try and move them a tiny bit in the other direction. Take a baby step because small incremental changes are less risky and it lets you reassess for safety. You'll also learn to trust your judgment the more you make gradual changes. You'll also find that not a lot of people in general have healthy boundaries, not if they haven't examined themselves and spent time and energy to work on it. This might mean that you're constantly faced with unhealthy boundaries all around you. I would encourage you to keep pressing on with your healthy boundaries. If other people have weak or rigid boundaries, try not to join in with them, even if it does seem like the norm. Surround yourself with healthy individuals who are emotionally and mentally investing into themselves and are looking after themselves. Speak to a trusted person or a mental health professional so that you can keep yourself accountable. At the end of the day, you need to protect and look after yourself and do what is right for you. You'll see that over time when you're taking care of yourself, that this will have a flow on positive effect, not only for yourself, but for your loved ones. So maybe you've had people in the past or present who send messages that make you feel like you don't have a right to have a boundary. I wanted to emphasize that you are worthy of having boundaries. Straight up, you are worthy of having boundaries that are healthy and that protect you. You have a right to be physically and emotionally protected and preserved. You deserve to have your physical and emotional needs met. You're a worthy human being and you have every right to have healthy boundaries. So to summarize today, boundaries can sometimes be weak or rigid and weak boundaries are when there's not enough space and rigid boundaries are when there is too much space. Recognizing if you are in either category will help you begin to build healthy and flexible boundaries. Listening to your own needs, doing some problem solving and finding out what arrangement is best for you is essential to ensuring safety for yourself and living your best life. So that concludes this episode for today. Thank you for listening in, my friends. And until next time, may you have peace, empowerment and experience joyful living.